this week on the People's Football Podcast. We say goodbye to season one as we have an extra special episode looking back at what has been a great 12 episodes. We also do a huge World Cup preview ahead of the world's biggest football tournament. We hope you enjoy and we will surely see you again soon. So welcome to episode 12 and Kyle has self-proclaimed that this is now the end of season one. I've got no idea why, but this is now the end of season one, mainly because the World Cup is starting, I guess. And we've kind of reached the halfway point because we're going to take a six week um, sabbatical from the Premier League. So, yeah, the People podcast, the People's Football podcast has gone 12 episode and that is the end of season one. So... Fantastic. And I think that for us, it's like, you know, for three people who just randomly threw this together, we've done 12 episodes. That's pretty cool to think. So let's introduce our our panelists or our top people on the show. Kyle, well done for reaching 12 episodes. We've dragged you through it. How have you enjoyed it, mate? Hey, somehow I've managed to get through 12 episodes without an argument and without getting booted off the Ooh. Zoom. But... Are you sure about that? Without an argument? Hey, I, I don't count arguments unless I get kicked off. I, I won every argument, so they don't count unless I lose. But no, we've made episode 12. I refuse to have an episode 13 because it's unlucky. But also, I think with England hopefully getting all the way at the final, I don't think we're going to have much time to record because there'll be lots of uh, boozers mm. getting piled into just, just to celebrate England winning the World Cup. Yeah, it's mad, eh? Well, you, you think you've had too many tonight or something already, mate? No, I haven't. I've actually I've been ill all week. Um, obviously it's Friday now. I've only yeah. just just managed to get my voice back. Um, from Saturday until Thursday, I had absolutely no voice, couldn't speak. So it's been one of them weeks where I've got all the energy now because I haven't been able to use any energy all week. So it's been it's been a good one. I've been back to work today, thankfully. So I've wasted mm. some energy there. But I've still yeah. got loads and loads of days that I've done nothing to just sort of catch up on. Were you being singing too loud at the match or something like mate or what? <laughs> no, there was not there's none of that. Um maybe maybe a little bit, because you know the motions were high on Saturday. Yeah. It was a case of I had to go to the doctors and instantly think basically I've been ill and me being a trooper, I've sort of stuck at it and pushed myself too far and eventually my voice box has just collapsed, which I'm fully blaming on the podcast. Oh, Jesus, fair enough. We haven't been Talk too much, Kyle. <laughs> must do. Honestly, it's killed us not having a voice. Absolutely killed us. And uh, I bet you there's been peace. I bet you, uh, your, your wife, your, your girlfriend, Abby's pretty happy with that. I, yeah, bet she's, she's, I, think, I think she's loved it. Meditating <laughs> and just chilling out and you're like, wow. So, <laughs> no, I bet you there's been peace in your house. That's for sure. Yeah, mate. definitely has. I think people would have would have um, liked your voice box to go a little bit longer on the podcast as well, so to keep you quiet. But good stuff, Steph. Um, uh, we'll not start off with Hayden too much. We had another funny all week with Hayden, but uh, how's your how's your your week and your time since the last time we spoke? All good? Yeah, it's a bit of a blur to be honest. It's just been a really busy week, so I I can't tell you what's happened really other than work and Hayden. But yeah, all good. Just a typical, uh, typical working lady now, aren't you? I guess that, um, I guess this is the this is the part where we, as three of us say, 
you know, you've got someone who's full time at uni, full time. You know, he's got a he's got a full time job. You've got me working in an academy, also daddy daycare as well, and, and and doing different things. You've got Steph, who's four full days a week. She's up at six, working until like six, seven o'clock at night. And then she's straight home and, and after the baby. It's very difficult, isn't it? It's become difficult, isn't it? If we had to summarize this season, we started off and it was it was easy at first, wasn't it? The first few weeks it seemed to rattle off. But I reckon this last month, it's been, we'll love it. But it's been harder to get us all in the same place, hasn't it? Just with our commitments, our time. And that's the only downside to it now. And I hope the new year we get a bit more time just to rattle a few off. But we, we just agree with that, guys. It's just been harder and harder and it's got harder. And it's not as easy to have a podcast, is it? It's not, I think it's, it's been not, it's been busy. It. I think I'm, yeah. I'm managing a full-time job at uni. And then it hits the point where December, you know, near December, as I'm sure all uni students know, you start getting into your assessment season and you've got you've got deadlines fastly approaching that you haven't even realised you've got approaching. So you a lot of your free time is either spent in the library or you're sat on your lap, laptop typing. So it's been a case of I know I know we were wanting to get this episode out er, earlier. I know my voice hasn't helped that and we couldn't do the episode earlier. But I think Uniworks is luckily there's not many many more words to be written. Only about six thousand. So we are we're getting there. I'm so, surprised you um you struggle with words, mind. I'm really I, surprised. Words I come out of mouth, but it doesn't mean they make sense. So like when it goes down on paper, I've seen it. It's, it doesn't it's, quite it's putting them together. <laughs> it's a bit different. But um, no, Steph, to be fair, we obviously don't see this podcast as work. We have actually see this as more of a a mental relief from the stresses. Would I would would you agree with that, guys? Like it is like a stress relief, would you say, Steph? Would you stress relief? Yeah, yeah, it's always nice to talk football, isn't it? It does. It just, I think, I think that's the thing for us. I think it started off as this was what it was always supposed to be. It's just harder to get us together at the same yeah. time. So there might be a little bit of sabbatical for us, but through the World Cup, hopefully we get another one out in through the World Cup. But what I want to do is kind of just summarize the the first season, as Kyle would call it. So if this was a box set, we've got twelve episode in the box set, and this is number twelve. So. Usually in the end of a, a season, someone like there's a bit of mystery or whatever, or there's someone like something happens bad, but I don't think this is going to be that type of box set, is it? It's just kind of, we're just going to review it. So I, I want to come to you guys, and we've had a few highs and not so many lows of this, but um, I, I guess um, highs and lows of, of season one. Anyone got want to go first on highs and lows of season one? I'm going to be really nice and say I haven't had any lows. Except for losing every match and every competition and every uh, quiz, but my highs have been when Kyle beat Steph with the ten pointer. That was my high. Shock. When Martin predicted United to finish fourth, and and they are now currently fifth. That's not fourth. Just saying, right? Halfway through <laughs> the season. Um, it's got to be the the one year, the one year anniversary when I think. And Martin says he didn't, but we both had had a few drinks and we're, we're very uh, lively. So that was a <laughs> that was a good one. And what happened um, then? What happened? I don't even remember what happened. Exactly. Point proven. All right. I met his eyes. <laughs> Steph carried us to bed that night. Steph carried us <laughs> up the stairs. No, no, and kidding. then it's got to be, taking all the way back to episode T, but episode T, episode two, but having yeah. Adam P on and sort yeah. of seeing him in having a laugh with him about him being a shagger, him being God knows what was one of the most enjoyable moments I think we had. And 
the, the amount of people we've met in terms of like contacts and yeah, that's in terms crazy. of guests. So well, I'm going to let everyone into a little secret. We actually thought at the beginning when we first started off, we were going to try and get guests to meet, weren't we? This is just to let everyone into a secret. But it was so difficult. And Adam P was fantastic. But imagine us three can barely get on a Zoom call. Imagine getting a guest, all four of us at the same time. So yeah. I think we, we've kind of, we've reached a point where we're like, if us three can get on a Zoom, happy days. And that's yeah. kind of the way it is, isn't it? Steph's upstairs in her room, I'm downstairs. And even that, it's like with a baby, we're kind of... So no, that, that's, I agree, Kyle. There's been a lot of highs. And uh, having Adam P, when me, you and him met for a beer, Steph was gutted. We tried to get Steph in, but she couldn't get up. And that was the problem. We couldn't get all three of us in the same place. So we, Adam P, you're our first meet and greet as, 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 as one. I actually, you spoke to him the other week and I texted him, we're going to get him on sooner through the World Cup for sure. I seen him. I seen him for the Chelsea him. game as well in in Wonderbar, and um, he's he's having the time of his life at the moment, isn't he? I think uh, mm. he's having the absolute time of his life. I'm I'm surprised he's not going to Qatar. To be honest, really surprised he's yeah. not going. I know with with what and Nick Pope in the room with Nick Pope and Trips. <laughs> Steph, what's your um any highs any lows? Um, I think the highs would be some of the like stories we've had from guests and stuff, and just like. You know, like you go back to like Chris McKitten and, and, and the wonderful story he has. And obviously, you know, a, a lot of the, the coaches and, and the football people we've, we've spoken to, I think just, just hearing those stories is, is really good. Um, Lowe's, um, you know, the rigged quizzes every week, but I'm not I'm not going to talk about that too much. <laughs> You're not going to talk about that, no. So you, no. you don't like getting beat. Every week. No, not that, not that at all. I, I, I'm happy to lose if it's fairly, fairly done. Mm, okay. Often, maybe, maybe we get back in the same room and we have a proper quiz off over the Christmas period. I definitely want a Christmas special, though. Definitely want a Christmas special. That can be episode thirteen Christmas special where we're all having some sherry and wine. For me, <laughs> um, highs and lows are probably the same as yours, you know, Kyle. Like they really are. But however, me, me and Steph have never laughed so much in our lives that night when you would had a few too many and you were crying about your fantasy team. Literally, I lost the plot. I couldn't, like, if I was ever a host, that pretty much showed us I can never host something in, in, in person because I lost it. I was, like, crying the laughter when you had too many drinks. So, listen, it's been a magic first 12 episodes. My, my goal was always to get to 20. After that... Let's go 40, 50. But I want to get the 20 episodes, 100%. That's my goal in my head, 20 episodes. Um, so let's see. But I reckon we've got a lot more life in us after that. Might have to go five more seasons. But listen, great stuff. We've loved it. And thanks to the listeners. We've got a regular group, 70 to 100, easily regular listeners. And after that, we have a lot of drop-in listeners. And we've got you know, well over a couple of thousand, or a thousand downloads and, and, and listeners regular. So it's going really well. So... Please keep listening, keep sharing it, um, and, and yeah, keep spreading the love. It's a positive podcast. That's what we're here for. So yeah. listen, one of the big reasons we did this, and let's be honest, we, we started off by saying, hey, guys, let's do a football podcast. And then all of a sudden, we talk about our beloved Newcastle. We can't help it. We're all, this is what we're here. We love talking about it. So let's do a little Premier League and Newcastle review, guys. Let's get stuck in it. There's so much to talk about, like, Kyle, let's come to you. Like, you know, what's what's gone on, you know, since August, what's changed with Newcastle and the Premier League? 
I'm not even bothered about the rest of the Premier League, and I think that sums up where the club is now. We're no longer looking at other teams thinking they're going to be competition. But yeah. I actually think we are in the title race, and I know a lot of Geordies don't want to admit we are, but I think we actually are. We've got to play Arsenal twice, and I I can't see us getting beat at home this for the rest of the season. That the St James's part now is what it's something I've never seen it as. It's now nobody wants to come to it. Nobody wants to come play over here. So it's honestly, it couldn't be any more positive. Sat third in the league, the best defence, were absolutely flying. And every single one of the players that have took part from Jacob Murphy all the way to Bruno have played a part and done good, good performances consistently. And that's why we're where we are. And I think coming into January, the only thing I'd ask for would probably be one more wide player and a number six. And then if we get them two, you never know. We could challenge City, we could challenge Arsenal for the title. You never really know, do you? So, just to give you the context on that, Arsenal 37 points, Man City 32 points, Newcastle 30, Tottenham 29, Manchester United 26, Liverpool 22. So, yeah. I mean, Steph, where's your head at with that? I, I, I agree with some of it with Kyle. I mean, we are in a title race. Like, we are. We're top three. So, yeah, where's your head at with it all? I think for me, like it, it's a bit premature to say that we're in a title race. Yes, we're in the top three right now. We are. We have played remarkably well. We've exceeded expectations um, in the first half of the season. But I think it'll be interesting to see, like when you know the players do come back after this break. You know whether that momentum does pick up again. Um, whether the players come back injury free and fit and healthy. Um, what we do in January. There's, there's there's a few factors there that could could play a part, but I think if you look at the the Premier League overall as a season so far, there's been a couple of surprises, hasn't there? Really, obviously Newcastle being one of them, but Liverpool surely aren't going to be as bad as they have been. Chelsea, we know what's going to happen with them. Are they going to turn things around and start kicking up the table? Um, I, I, I'm 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 still one of the the sort of the not pessimistic Newcastle fans, but I'm just kind of enjoying the ride and I'm not even thinking about title races or even Champions League qualification like yes if it come May we're involved great I'll be ecstatic but I think for me I've just really enjoyed this season so far from from a from a Newcastle point of view I think um you know I think it's exceeded all expectations like I think we're like someone said something about we're pinching ourselves like that game, like, let's just touch on that game really quickly last week. What a game of football that was, by the way. And and that that Dan Byrne tackle, I must have watched it a thousand times right now. <laughs> How good was that last seven minutes? Steph, you tweeted something like that last set. What did you put out, Steph, about the last seven minutes of the game? It was just some, like, probably the seven of the best minutes of football I've, I've experienced in a long time. The it just it was just it was just chaos, wasn't it? There was just so much going on, and like Newcastle were holding on, and Chelsea were you know trying to find that equaliser, and Jamal Sells is on on the sideline stopping throw-ins being taken, and Bruno was diving in with tackles that he would probably get bloody arrested for, and it was just it was just mental. It was just mental. I was buzzing. I couldn't I couldn't go to sleep that night. You know, I think I was just so buzzing from what, what happened in that last few minutes. I think it's, some, it's summed up what things are like at the moment, I think. It's summed mm-hmm. up as Newcastle United are here and we get to basically shit house and annoy the 
Premier League and then now the top six which were yeah. back and people aren't going to like it. Chelsea absolutely hated it. So they did and I, I I love that I love that um you know we are we have rattled the top the, the traditional top four or top six or whatever you want to call them this season and I think after the uh, Liverpool game I think people really start to notice and I think that's one of the massive changes that 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 that, that, that there's been made in the squad is that we we aren't lying down for these teams anymore we are taking it to them yeah no I agree and I think Steph I think kudos to you your player of the season or the the, the person who you thought was going to be the underdog of the season come on tell us it Miggy <laughs> Miggy Almiron yeah. so listen what the where did that Steph we knew we knew what he was what he's capable of. We seen the MLS when he was scoring 15, 20 goals and getting 20 assists. But by God, he looked nowhere near that. He looked a sham of, of himself. And he looked like he was probably going to be gone in that. He could have went in the summer. We were like, like mm, 10 million, 12 million. Where did that come from, Steph? Why did you pick Mickey? Like, why? Um, I think because obviously you've just mentioned there, we you know, we know that he's we know his history, we know that he's he's got talent and he's a fantastic player, and he can really be um, an attacking force for a team and I think we just hadn't seen it yet and knowing how Eddie Howe was going to kind of work with the squad in terms of how we were going to play and be 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 more of a an attacking team and, and have more possession and, and just how we play I think I think I could see that he was going to be the next one who was going to who was going to improve under him um, why? What? 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 Why? Because I, I, I think it's mind blown, and you must be mind blown, Steph, at the actual. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never, that. I never expected him to have the stats that he's got. I just thought he was going to have, you know, a better season than the, than the ones that that have gone previously. Yeah. Um. And and I think I think that that was I think my reason behind saying that was seeing the transformation of other players in the Newcastle squad and the fact that he did have a very good preseason. Yeah, he did. And we started to see a more Eddie Howe way of playing that, that would suit him, that would yeah. suit him and would get in, would draw his strengths out. And I think I think it's a tactical. Basically, when he was playing at Atlanta, he played as a 10. And I think the problem is here that uh, in the Premier League, it's a lot more robust through the middle. It's a lot more physical. So he was getting lost. What he's doing now is so simple. It's like he comes off the right, he passes into the striker, it goes back to Bruno. Bruno plays a through ball and he's in on goal. Like it's so simple to do, but he's it's so effective. And he basically he's coming in off his off his stronger foot. And Maxi does the same on the other side. What about you, Kyle? Are you are you like are you like shocked by it all? Are you like we could you see this could have happened? I know you me and you predicted them seven. Steph said eighth, but this it could still happen. By the way, we could I easily. I think it was one of them where. We didn't want to get ahead of ourselves. We didn't at the start of the season. Nobody wanted to get ahead of themselves. And we didn't want to set ourselves up for disappointment, really. Because if we don't get top six now, that could be a dis- dis- class of disappointment in the second half of the season. With so how- I'm going to ask you, Kyle. You've got a chance right now. You said, me and you both said seventh. We're going to re-predict Newcastle now. We're going to re-predict it. Now you've said it. You've got a chance to change, stick or bust. Oh, change. change. I'm going to go to Steph first because I know what you're going to do. Steph, stick or bust? Are you going eight or are you going to go higher? I think top six is within view, so I would obviously change because I said eighth. I think top six is is definitely in. So what would you mix? Get the same number six. I'll I'll go with fifth. Oh, it's terrifying, isn't it? 
It's, it is scary, Kyle. What you're going to go for, mate? Seriously, you, you, yeah. so you think genuinely think Champions League now? I can't. Season? I can't see us getting beat at home. I actually can't see us getting beat at home. And I think you can go. You're looking at going to places like Leicester, going to places like Leeds. You don't. Mm. You, it's not. It's past the days. Like when we went to Southampton, we used to. That used to be the ground you go to when you used to think. Here we go. Yeah. This, this this could this could go, go anywhere. We went and dominated. Didn't even play our best. We went and dominated. And I think anyone that comes to us, Arsenal, I know I just wish we held on against Man City. Man City came, they struggled. They were all gonna come in January. They, I think they're gonna struggle here. It's it's like it's a fortress now, and I think we get I think, I think for me, the only thing that's holding us back from agreeing with you, Kyle, is that if we get two or three injuries to key players. Like, like, can Trippier. I mean I know I know the squad. Yeah, it's say if Trippier gets injured at the World Cup, say Bruno comes back with an injury, Callum Wilson. Like, I I think I, that's the only thing that's the, that 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 holds me back from getting a little bit more carried away. So I I agree with both of you. What I'll say is like, so let's think about them teams who surprise you. So apart from Leicester, who went on and won the league, now that would be amazing. Usually, there's always a team like West Ham, the second or third. And then all of a sudden they finish sixth or seventh. There's always a team every season that does punches above the weight. But usually after Christmas, January, February, there's always a few funny results in February, March. Usually they kind of plateau and everyone finds their own. I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm probably airing on more Steph's side. I'm I'm ter- this this whole thing terrifies me because I know how much I've been hurt by Newcastle in the past. Like I've been really hurt. I, I've seen the Robs, yeah. I've seen I've seen his 12 points ahead. Like, cry, I cried, I'll never forget it, in Stanley Bowles Centre with me dad. I cried my eyes out. We lost it with 12 points when Ian Warren banged one in, Nottingham Forest, and Graham Fenton, who played his Blythe Spartans, scored past us. I remember that like it was yesterday. I remember the Bobby Robson times. Remember, we were top three, right in the mix, top two, and then we fell away. So for me, it's just, it probably needs a Kyle Steph to tell us what he thinks because he hasn't had that. Yeah. He hasn't got we the scores of the thing that helps me is we don't have European nights to worry about mm. and if and I think the further the English teams get in the Champions League and the Europa League and the Conference League the better Yeah, honestly because yeah, we cause we don't have the squad depth to compete with Liverpool if we get like Steph said we get free injuries but mm. we're less likely to get injuries if we're not playing as many games as them and you see what Liverpool's injury list is like I yeah. think the only thing we can sort of look at is if we get far in a cup does that then become the 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 excitement? And mm. I know th- there's a debate of would you rather have Champions League or win a trophy? I know we've had the debate before, but it's one of them yeah. where... Win a trophy all day for me. Oh, 100%. 100,000%. Yeah, 100,000%. And that's the yeah. thing. That's the only thing that maybe we might... like If we're going to the end of the season and it's a battle to finish third or, or finish fifth, but you've got the FA Cup final the next week, the FA Cup final would take priority to me. Yeah. So it's one of them, but I can see us finishing third. I can't just get him beat. I, I'll, I'm going to go fifth as well. Then. And that's just me with, with all the battle scars, all the grey hairs of Newcastle have seen us getting so close, but then dropping off. But Kyle, you've seen some you've seen some tough times. Don't get us wrong. You've seen I mean, them relegated seen and whatever. <laughs> but you've probably what's been the best time? Were you can you what's your best memory of Newcastle as a part of you days? Fifth. It, Season finished fifth. Your Denver bar, then, the Papacy. Yeah. So that's your best memories. Goodbye, and even yeah. then. 
we'll never like teetering with nah. the title where we're where this is quite this is a bit this is a I bit remember old. the day I think we were top one one day that season. I think all like for three hours that season. I always remember we beat Everton on at twelve o'clock and we were top for three hours until I think it was United or Arsenal went and beat someone and took the top top spot. But that was that, that's always a season that goes under the radar again because City. Yeah, that was a good season. It was a very good season that one in the Premier League as well. Well, I think I think the worry the worry I have right is, and I've said this a lot of times, guys. With teams have now got a preseason to sit back and go, oh my god, why the hell are Newcastle so good? They can breathe. They can send the analysts. They can tear us apart and go. This is what he does there. This is what he does there. I actually think it's going to be tricky after New Year. I think it's going to get trickier. I really do. I think everyone in the dog is going to play a low block like Bournemouth did and Palace did in Newcastle. Like I thought um, the team we hammered 5-1, who was it there? We were so dumb. Who was the team? They were, like, I, I like Thomas Frank, but he literally came and gave, he went glove to glove. That's like two heavyweights going at it and we smashed them. I think teams are going to show us a hell of a lot of respect. They're going to set up differently home and away. And I think I think it's going to be tricky. I do. Will, will manager is like, you've got Danny Rogers who's play, who plays a style of football. You've got yeah. Jesse Marsh who plays a style of football. Are they the type of managers that are going to go, you know what, this no, week no, I'm going to... No. No, I don't think they're going to park the bus, Kyle, but what they'll do is they'll change the rest defence, which means how many players they'll leave up on a counter yeah. or how many players they'll leave back. I think they won't say, hey, we'll park on the bus, but they'll 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 just be clever in the press. They'll be narrow. They'll, they'll either show inside or if we've got Almiron, what you'll find is Almiron will have a man marker at times now. Yeah. And they won't, let, they won't let him come inside because he's all left foot. So they'll keep him like Messi. They'll try and keep him down the right and they'll double up on him. Like they do on Maxi, you'll find that on Almiron when they come back. Yeah. So I am worried. I think Wilson will have been, would have kind of exonerated his all of his his life events. He'll probably come back. And he might have a little. I'm just guessing here. He might have a little. Is that coming back though as well though? Is that who's raring to go? I mean, you don't get me started on Isaac. He's raring <laughs> to go, but he's he, he is not a Callum Wilson. He's miles away from Callum. Got a whole, but like you said, we've got a whole preseason ahead of us as well. Like we're going to Saudi again. Yeah, whole I agree. I like that. Whole January, you could like there's already talk of who could be coming in the door, and I think there will be. I think there'll be at least two players that will come through the door. Who, who give us some names? Anyone, Steph or Kyle? Give us a name. Oh, there's been that Argentinian youngster Peron, who's CDM. You've had. Um, all the talk about the wingers, obviously you've got past names and it always seems to be past names like the Madisons, the Diabies, who are probably the key targets who I think we will go back after. There's an interesting one, especially when you're doing well because it's the whole fast... I always go back to Fastino Asprey. We didn't need him, but we yeah. brought him in. So I'm like, do we really need a James Madison as a 10 when we don't play with a 10? I think you need, you need another winger. I think you need another winger. I don't right. think so, this Miggy. I think, honestly, I think... Actually, Give Maxi a wake up call and be like, yeah. "You're fighting for your place now, son." Like, yeah, I, I if Maxi had had a good half of the season, I know he got injured. Like, that's been unlucky. He could have been on the plane to France instead of and Kunku just got injured yesterday. Yeah, and Maxi had a good had and Maxi had a good season. Yeah. Why he he should have been on that plane? He's got the talent. He's got he's the he's the player we miss the most when he's injured. Made a glass though. That's all. He just made a glass. So so what yeah. I'm gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna who's been your uh, it's hard. This might be hard. It might be easy. Who's been your player of your season for Newcastle so far? Passing me. You going Miggy? Oh, Bruno. I've, I've got Bruno. 
I'm going to go different, you know. Steph, who's yours? What, man? Oh, gee, it's hard, that. Trippier. I'm going to put... I'm going to say Trippier as well, Steph. I agree. I think Trippier, I absolutely love the guy. Yeah. And I would have said Wilson. Honestly, you're right. It's so difficult. Like, Shearer, Botman, Bruno, is that? Who, who's the question for you? So, Shearer picked his um, team of the week, a team of the season. And I've heard loads of the people. Who would you have in your half, te- half team of the season? Would you have Shaw or Botman? Who's been the better defender? Oh. Botman. It's hard, though. Yeah. Steph, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Fab Fabian. It's difficult. I, I think I, the only reason I'd probably say Botman is because I doubted him for a game against Man City. But I think it's it's honestly a toss of a coin that one. I think they've both been magic. But the back for Oh man, I mean, even like Burn, I think Matty targets out and Pope's just an animal, isn't he? Like, like we don't look like conceding, do? We? Like, oh no, no, you don't ever. No. I, 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 listen, I think it's. Um, has anyone let you down? Has anyone let you down in the Newcastle squad? Are you like disappointed by anyone? It'd probably be Maxi, like for me, like you know, it just, just, it's, it's just frustrating, isn't it, that he's just not, not fit, and he's, and he's had problems, which I know is not his fault, but like you know, he's, it, you kind of feel like he's been left behind a bit by the rest of the squad, and and is he going to come back after the break and be able to like, you know. Because you know he he likes to be the the trophy boy, doesn't he? And he's not anymore. Kyle, anyone for you? I agree. I agree. There's something not right with him, but I I don't think anyone's really let us down because we've seen this with Maxi before. Fantastic football player. He just can't keep himself fit and he can't keep himself in a good run of form. But I think if you get a player in who's going to compete, and by all means, Jake Murphy's done quite well in his gaming. It's talking to shit so long, so I've did very well the last few games. If you yeah. get a player in who's going to push these players and going to take your place, come some of you are gone, which is what we need to do, then you, you could say, I think you, I think we're going to see a different type of Maxi after a poor pre-season. I think you'll come so, back an absolute beast. We, we've got quite a few players at the World Cup and one that we'll be keeping an eye on. And this might throw a little bit of a spanner in the works, yeah. that Gual from uh, Australia now. He's yeah. banging in goals left, right and centre. He's primed up to either go in the under-23s or go on loan. But if he goes to the World Cup and scores three or four goals and looks like a player, why not? He needs to play that? five games, though. That's a problem we're going to have because of work permits. So if, if, he, if he plays, I think you can get away. If he plays three, I think you can argue and be like, oh, he's clearly... Oh, he needs to play three games at the five games at the World Cup? Yeah. So Australia... So, get the oh, it's five, it's five competitive games to Australia. He's already played one, I think. No so he's got no to play... Chance. So I think you're talking about... Australia win their three games and then hopefully play one more. And it's but like, hey, not... but hey, if that kid can do it, why not? And um, oh, he looks special. You've seen, and it's, I'm sure. We'll I mean, that is an Australian league. You could probably do it in that league, would you? I, I could. I think, hey, you know, way I couldn't even do it in the Northern League. So, <laughs> how about the Northern League? will be just as tough as that. You know what I mean? It's not a bad league. You know, it's not. I'm showing a disservice there. There's some good pros in there, but it's similar to the MLS, but on a yeah. on a lower, lower, lower scale. But um, so listen, let's grade Newcastle to finish this piece off. Let's grade the team out of ten. Nine. For a top would have been yeah. simple as that. I can't disagree with that, really. Nine, because we only had one defeat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nine for me. Are we punching above our weight or are we where we should be now? I think we're two punching. years earlier than I thought we were going to be. Mm. But I'm going to punch on above our weight now, not after 15, 16 games. No. 
the worry the worry I have, and this is another half glass half empty, is I worry for Eddie if we finish third this season, we go in next season, and we've got Europe, and we've got all them cup games, and we end up starting the season at the beginning of next season, twelfth and thirteenth. You know what happens? You know the story. And Eddie is a is our well, it's your second husband, Steph, and he's our. He's our second brother, isn't he? To everyone, we all love him. We all love the guy, and even Tyndall coming on and fighting and throwing throwing his fists in the air. <laughs> we we want these guys forever. But football is a sadistic game, and it's all about winning. So I'm kind of hoping. I want us in the God Almighty God. I want us to finish high, but I just don't want us to do too much too soon. And then he sets himself up to fail because. That is going to be difficult because you know Liverpool will go and spend and get Bellingham. You know that Chelsea will go and spend again. We've got an. You're right, Kyle. It is too soon. So listen, all of us are gone for nine. It. I, I can't wait till the end of the season. And I tell you something like, you know, if we're top four by the end of the season, it's going to be something special in it. But any any last marks, Kyle? Use you have some fun quips on Newcastle. Eddie Howe's black and white. Eddie Howe's army and Bruno in the middle there. Eh? Get in, lad. But uh, no, we've had an absolute... Listen, I want to say a big thanks to Newcastle. You've kept us three. Like, you've given us, you've given us something to cheer this year. So, magic. That's a thanks to all the club. Thank you very much, guys. But now, we're going to move on Let's to... Let's go! Everybody rise up! Stand up! It's that time! Come on! We got Portugal! We got Mexico, France, England, Brazil, Belgium, Qatar, Germany, USA, Iran, Canada, Argentina, Australia, Croatia, Switzerland, Ghana, Japan, Uruguay, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, Ecuador, Wales, Poland, Sunzia, Cameroon, Serbia, Korea, Netherlands, Senegal, Costa Rica. Let's play football. So, like we said, episode 12, we kind of got a circuit breaker into the World Cup now. Boo! We're a bit like... Um, Gutted. If you're a Newcastle fan, this is the worst time ever. It's almost like you're playing against a team who are wasting time like we did against Liverpool that time and you just, you can't quite get your momentum and Newcastle are flying right now. But listen, it's the World Cup. The World Cup is the World Cup. Every four years, this comes around. So they didn't know I was going to do this and it's going to be the first to shout out. It's just one question. It's not a quiz. It's one question, right? When was the first World Cup. Go. 1932. 1950. Kyle, you're two two years away in 1930. Oh, oh. I knew it. I knew it was 1930. 1930. So no, no one gets it right. Steph, Steph, nobody gets any points for that. So what? there's no winner. I'm the closest. No, no, no. That wasn't it. So I don't want to upset Steph, you know. Nil, nil. No more quizzes tonight for me. No one wins, no one loses. However, Kyle, I give you 20 points. Well done. <laughs> I'll give you a, you but uh, listen, so it is the World Cup, and I just kind of want to get a sense of like, you know, for three Geordies, you know, it doesn't matter if you're from Sunderland, 
you're from Liverpool, you're, you're, you're top, bottom of the league, if you're in the, the championship. What's your sense of this World Cup now? It's November. How weird is it? We're so used to World Cup being June the 14th, June the 12th, all the way through to July. This is weird. How do you feel? Kyle, let's come to you first. How do you feel about this World um, Cup? I'm gutted that the Newcastle season's had to end. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm quite excited for the World Cup. I'm not even that confident. I think England could do well, but it's not just watching England play. Like, it's it's every football person's dream. You've got three matches every day, 10 a.m., 1 a.m., um, 1 p.m., and then 5 p.m. You've got, hey, you can sit there all day, just watch football. Like, I don't know why anyone would not want to do that. Like, you've well, got Brazil playing on one day. It sounds like good if you live at the job centre or something like that, mate. That's all I'm saying. Like, I mean, how many hey, people... Is there football on the go, on the phone? Because I tell you what, Steph's working 9 or, nine or 7, she'll have a different... Uh, There's a always different a computer in here. I've done but, that in yeah, school before. So, so, so you're... So just... Are you excited? Are you like... So I'm I don't know now. How, many World Cups, how many World Cups can you like... So you, you're 19 now... So you would, yeah. how many can you, what, when's your best memory, your first memory? Don't like say uh, when you were two people, like, so 2010, so 2010, 2014, 2018, 2022. So you've had four World Cups, right? That yeah. you can physically remember. Yeah. Are you, the, is this the least excited you've been? Be honest. Um, to Come be on. fair though, like, it's only, Kyle, it's, it's three days away, four days away. Yeah, but it's, it's the first, it's the first one. Like the last one, I was what, I was 15. I was still in school. I had GCSEs that year. This the one before that. I was, I was ten. Like, I don't, I don't. We on the beer? We on the beer or not? Then, I know or... that's and that, that's the other that's thing. The thing. <laughs> that's why he's excited because it's his first one when he's on the drink. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not because the kickoff times are stupid. One o'clock on a Monday against Iran. Who's uh, scheduled that one in eh? I could have done a better job. No, than no. But no, I'm. I'm I'm excited because it's I get to watch football and I get to watch the best players who you don't often get to watch play. Like I can't wait to watch Gurang, like we said. I can't wait to watch um Uruguay torment I don't know, Ghana again for ninety minutes. It's, it's just football. I love football and it's what you can you can get to watch it all day, every day. Well, there's a good bit of positivity there. Steph, what about you? Where's your head out with it if you had to summarize it? I'm the same as Kyle. I feel like I'm gutted that this the Premier League season pause, but I think once it does get up and running and it kicks off, I think I think I will enjoy it. I'm, I just haven't really thought about it too much because being so wrapped up in the Premier League and and just obviously how well Newcastle have been doing. But I think once it starts, I'll be happy that it's on. It is a bit weird because normally, obviously, like if you think normally in the summer, like like kids are all off and you know everyone's in beer gardens and it's going to be really different this time with it being winter but um no i, I am looking forward to it starting and you That's never know i think i feel like when you i feel like when you don't have big expectations about something it's then hopefully the hopefully you kind of get a bit of a surprise and it might be a good tournament i don't know i i just find it weird we're only five days after that chelsea game literally five days six yeah. days after the chelsea game and then two days. Yeah, there's not enough time. Start. It's just not something doesn't sit right for me. I mean, it I, shouldn't I, be happening. No, bottom line is it, it shouldn't should not be. be happening yeah, it's not hundred percent. Shouldn't be. It's going to be strange. It's here. I mean, it's got it's got the it's got the the makings to be the best of the one of the World Cups, best of the worst World Cups ever. So yeah. before Wait, we get, have to you seen the video of the fans? Oh, sorry. Have you seen the video of all the fans? 
The yeah. English fans, the paid ones, they got yes. paid 50 quid. They're like, Rooney, Beckham. And then, and then allegedly two... paid guys, allegedly and, paid. And then two days later, they supported Argentina. Um, oh, I think really? it's going to be honest, would have been good to go out there and see what it's going to be like because I don't know, you don't, you, nobody knows, nobody knows what it could be like. What's like, the atmosphere going to be like? Is it going to be I, like I, a no TV crowd or is it going to be like proper raucous and like? I don't think so. it's going to be raucous, is it? Because like you're talking about Russia and France and the Euros, you had hooligans going. What what's the punishment across there for being a hooligan? It's like you're talking it's serious punishment. So whoever's going yeah. across, and if anyone's listening, I'd be careful. Just be careful. <laughs> you're not going across here, Kyle. I wish. I wish I was, I but no, I'm not. So so just my two pence. Like, can I ask the temperatures? Because I can't remember the last time, and someone might correct us on this. When the temperature is plus twenty five and above to thirty. That is definitely more suited to an African team. I know there's global warming, et cetera, and that's a different story. But England have never, ever, ever performed when the temperature is above 23, 24 degrees. Russia not quite warm? Yeah, it's like the Antarctic and Russian man. No, but in the summer it can get quite hot. And you're talking about... You're How seeing... do they do, Kyle? How do they do? Got the semi-final. It's the best I've okay. ever seen them do. Well, you're talking about... And, in the... and, they, beat, and they beat who? On the way, and they got yeah, beat. Talking about in the games, they got beat both games. They in in the Euros, though, like playing in Hungary, yeah. like you're talking. You could have beat. No, but we're talking about desert heat here. Desert oh yeah, heat. yeah, it's free. So, like, yeah, it's free. It's like England training thirty three degrees. Yeah, it was thirty three degrees today. So like <laughs> desert heat is like the altitude. Yeah. You're dealing with so much more. The air, the 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 wet, just everything is so different. So for me, European teams, if you if you think someone's like got a chance. Just take away a layer off it, yeah. and then they're going to have to perform above and beyond. And I think before we get into predictions and things, so I just want to like, like before we get into England and stuff like that, like, um, what are you before predictions? What are your thoughts on England? Like, we didn't really get a chance to talk about England. Do you like? Because for me, I'm not I'm not excited for this World Cup, guys. I, I just can't get excited. Like Newcastle have just become. Such such a big part of our lives that England, the way the country is. So when I think about England, when I think about Newcastle, I think of the pride of the city. When I think about England, I think about how England is now as a country. And it's nowhere near what it used to be. It's on the bones of its arse. Everyone's struggling. So when I think of England, I'm like, you guys need to go there and overperform. Like they did at the like they did last year at the Euros, where they nearly won it, but like they need to, they need to expire, inspire, and excite us. Because right now. I'm not behind them, and I'm in English till you know till I die. That song, but like now, I'm like, ugh. It could get, it, it could do two things. Honestly, it could pull the na- nation together, or it could just sum up where the nation is currently. That's what it could happen. It could sum up how how everyone feels. This World Cup. I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Hancock's starting up front with friggin' Harry Kane in the next match. Do you know what I mean? Like the way the state. The, not right. to get not to go too political, but like, like how in how in guys like it's that's a thing. England, it's not a fun place to be right now. And then you look at this team. Anyway, it's it's, it's a tough one. So if if we pay our strengths and that's attack, you've got an exciting attack. You've got one of the the like the Gordon child in terms of Phil Forden. Jude Bellingham's got a hundred million price tag on his and head. That's his first World Cup, you know. This is yeah. Phil Forden and Jude Bellingham's first yeah. World Cup, guys. And I actually that. think that Saka, England, first World Cup. England fans not being across there might work better for the England players. You haven't got the money back. 
I think I honestly think they could. I think they could go do better because they haven't got the England fans. In, Can in you remember thousands. that World Cup, right? When they drew against, they only got five points and they scraped through. They drew like nil-nil against Algeria. South, they, that, South Africa. South Africa. For me, guys, can I just be honest? And I think we should beat Iran. Everyone's thinking Iran 3-0, like Wales 2-0, like America 2-0. It's got the hallmark of that South, South Africa because it's going to be dead heat. I mean, I know some of the games are on the nights. If they don't have the fans screaming and shouting behind them, they could just. I, I, I'm I'm torn here. I, yeah. I, they could go there and completely surprise us because the group's easy. But I remember that group with Algeria, America, and was it Nigeria? We should have got nine points. We ended up scraping, and I mean scraping through. It was horrid. Yeah, and Germany. Smashed, yeah. smashed. Who's to say we don't finish second in this group and we play against is it France or who's it next? I think it's France, I think. We'll get no. stuffed. Is it Holland? Get a big team will get murdered. Anyway, um, Steph, come on, tell us your penny for your thoughts because you're sitting there quiet. But... I think, like, I need to see what he's going to do, like, with his lineup in that first game. Like, I think it's hard. It's hard to think when he when he's included certain players in the squad that just haven't performed or haven't played like this season, and if they then start, I, I don't know. There's half half of me thinks that. Forget about the Nations League and forget about the form recently. In tournaments, we have been very good in the last two. We have done very well, and he does know how to. He does seem to know how to get them through a tournament. But we haven't had to play anyone of sort, and when we do, Steph, we get beat. We played Belgium twice in the last year. In the last Euros, we got done off them. We played Croatia, got done off the World Cup. We got we beat Colombia on penalties. When we come up against a team. We had we only had to beat Denmark and we beat a poor Germany side, by the way. In that in that yeah. in that Yeah, they were last, poor. Yeah, yeah. We beat a poor Germany side. You know when the shit hits the fan, England this they'll might be last words, they'll bottle it. Because he's he stands there, Southgate stands there and he freezes in them moments. And yeah. the players freeze as well. So I've got no hope for them, and I, I hope they do take it deep to the semis at least. I genuinely think they, they might finish second in the group, and they end up with a top. A, is, is it who is it? The same Senegal, but who else is in that group? Is it France? Who's in that other group? Is it Holland? Is it Holland, Holland, Qatar, and Ecuador? So, listen, I don't think we might get to a quarters. I'm just saying but the quarters is France, to... honestly. But I'm, and I'll get into it later. But I've got fans. I think fans will struggle. So mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. think fans. So don't disagree. I, so I, I, my general feeling, my good feeling is just a, around the World Cup in itself. Just go. I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to summarize it in a minute. Kyle, what was your favorite World Cup? You've had four World Cups. Which was your favorite? It's got to be the last one, hasn't it? It's only one we've done well. <laughs> oh, just because of England is that? So you? Um, you I liked. I remember I, I liked Brazil. I like I loved the build up of Brazil. I loved Brazil as a country. 2014. 2014. I wish I, w- I wish I was in Brazil. Um, it was the first one I really remember watching the final. It's the first one I was really out to stay up to watch the final. So because 2010 I was only seven. So mm. it's a okay. case. So I remember I remember that one very well. But in terms of England, in terms of like you going to school and you're singing England songs, was it has to be 2018. But it's the only one I've seen me do well in. 
Like, right. So, well, okay. So everything, so when you think about World Cups, it's about how England have done. It's not like I enjoyed the overall It was, thing. but now it's about watching, like, I'm going to get watched. That's how I was. I've got to be honest, as always, if England weren't there, stuff it. And wow. I, I, it only took us recently. Steph, when's your, um, what's your best memories or favourite World Cup? I think there's two that stuck out with me. The first one's probably the first one I can remember, which is which was um which was 1998, um when France won. I yeah. think I think I think for me like that's just my first memory of of, of really getting into. I think oh, well, it would have been ten at the time, really getting into international football and um that France team were were, were unbelievable really. Um and then the the one after that would probably be. Oh God! Like recent, I haven't enjoyed recent ones that much. I would say where was um, what was two thousand and two? Was that? Yeah, that was the R nine. That was R nine, wasn't it? Brazil v Germany final two nil. That yeah, was yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah. think I think yeah, the one where um was that Zidane? Yeah, no, no. I'm gonna no, tell no, you about no, Zidane no. in a minute. I'm gonna tell you about Zidane in a minute. Where I'm, you kind of segue into mine. So it was Germany versus Brazil in the final when our nine just was just on. Fire. Is that Michael Owen scored against Argentina? Is that 2002? No, that was 1998. Was it? Yeah, yeah. When it's death, 1998 when he went round Argentina. Yeah, 1998. Beckham, yeah. Beckham kick. So we've had some famous stuff. So I'm gonna segue you in. And I'm going to try and jog your memory. So my favourite World Cup, and it wasn't anything to do with England, by the way. It was just, as you get older, you start to accept that England, uh, like Newcastle a little bit, they hurt you. Over the years, you get hurt and hurt and hurt. And you just kind of, you don't give up, but you're like, you just become more pessimistic as you get older. And Kyle, you're still in that youthfulness where you're like, oh, come on, you know, and I love England, but like I'm like, huh, been there and done it. So obviously I was around, I was only seven in 1990. Um, I was around, I cried at that World Cup, Steph, 1998, 2002, I remember. But can I take us back to 2006, guys? And you'll probably, something I'm going to tell you about this World Cup and why I'm going to have to enjoy it. This will be the last time we see Ronaldo and Messi at the same World Cup. And stick yeah. with us, guys, because I'm going to take you back to 2006 and you're going to, it's going to blow your mind about the players that were there in 2006. Before I go on, can you remember what happened in 2006 or not? Yeah, it was uh, got beyond pens against Portugal, didn't we? In which little shit? Which little shit? Ronaldo, Ronaldo got Ronaldo Ronaldo sent off. So, do you want me to tell you some of the players were, that were 2006? And I remember at the time, you kind of take it for granted, and you never know. We might look at this World Cup and go, "Holy moly!" So, let's just go through some of the players that were at the World Cup in 2006: Messi, Zidane, Turam, Beckham, Gerard, Nesta, Ramos, Modric, Figo, Perlo. Robin, Raquelme, Drogba, Adriano, Casillas, Villa, Rooney, Lam, Totti, Del Piero, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Ribery, Kaka, Henri, and Buffon. Can you Oof. believe that list of players, people? Can you believe that list of players? Yeah. That is scary. So I think there's a moment here, right? I know they're not in the prime. We've got to sit back and we've got to look at this. And, and Neymar as well. We've got two of the greatest players playing. And yes, are they at the finest moments? I don't know. But we might look back in this and go, Vinicius Jr., like, we might go, like, oh, he was playing, he was playing. I don't think we will. But that is the last time we have had all... And Messi was on the same pitch. Like, Zidane, nothing, nothing, that guy. In the final, like, it was crazy, guys. Like... And I look back at that and I'm saying, if this World Cup can do something like that and like to have them players there, um, who knows? Like, 
I hope that's just a really exciting World Cup and it's really weird in terms of like because of the heat, because it's Qatar, because people are in pre in in full flow for once. They're not tired. They should be full flow. The football could be scintillating. It could be attack, 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 attack. I just pray that they're not like, let's go low block. I hope that a, a really the minnows are just going after teams and the scores are three, two, three ones, and we have, have some new starters come out. If like, not realize how that, hard how hard the groups are to predict. In terms of any, anyone could be anyone, except I've done it three times. I've done it three times, and my last 16 is different yeah. every time, Kyle. I promise you I took photos today for, to prepare for this. Like you've got Uruguay, you've got all them sort of teams that could... You've got Morocco, who apparently it's there, yeah. Like, hey, look at Iran. They've got Tirani up front. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Iran, a, a joke. They'll get beat 5-0. And then someone someone just yesterday was like, do you realise they've got a guy here in Germany, they've got a guy here in Spain? I yeah. was like, oh, really? I, I didn't even... you know what I mean? We just kind of think they're all a joke. And like... So I guess that kind of segues us in, but that, that World Cup for me was brilliant. And I we've all got our own memories. 1990, I was alive then and when Bobby Robson was jiggling down the line. And yeah, it, it's got the chance to be... I think I think whatever it is, I think it's Southgate's final swan song, whether we win it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Done. Even though he's got a yeah, contract yeah. on next year, he's got to go. He walks. So, listen, I just want to come into some predictions. And who wants to start first? Whether it's um, your winner or your runner up, who wants to go first? So I've got winner, Kyle. which is my. I'm, a, I'm predicting the winner to be Argentina. I think it's written in the Are stars. Really? Yeah. Wow. Argentina versus who in the final, Kyle? I think it'll be Argentina, Brazil. And they're not. Oh, so you don't, you don't think they're going to meet in the semis? Could could they meet in the semis? Could they? Is that mm-hmm. well? Mm-hmm. Honestly, when I when I worked it out, it could have been Argent and, and it kept coming up as Argentina England, Argentina England, in the yeah, the final. So either Argentina, Argentina England. I kept getting so it's Argentina and Brazil will meet each other if they both okay. finish top. I think they're on the same side of the so, draw. So unless Argentina, one England, of them... Argentina, England is going to be the World Cup final. But I think Argentina, Messi will score the winner and our heart will get broken again and we'll all be crying again. I think <laughs> you're a medalist. Steph? So win? I'm the same. I, I'm, I think Argentina will win. Britain in the start. I was, really to- I was really torn between Brazil and Argentina, but I just have a feeling that Messi is going to get it. He's going to get it that World Cup. And he's gonna retire, and he's gonna off he goes into the sunset. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna go easy. I'm just gonna go with the, probably the favourites, Brazil. I just, um, yeah. I think I do worry about the defence. By the way, I do worry. You think Dani Alves, Thiago Silva, and you know Alex Tellez is going to be starting the left back? So I think their best form of defence is just absolutely blow them out of the water and just get after it. They have That's to. why I went with Argentina because I think Argentina have got a. They've got a really strong spine through that team. I think they're, mm-hmm. that's what separated me from Argentina and Brazil. But they have got Alisson and, Ed- and Edison in goal, so they get you know yeah. um, they're they're decent. So so you two Argentina were going South American feel to it. Yeah, like is that is that because of the heat? Is that because of the? Or is it just if that was in if this World Cup was in England or it was in France or in Germany, would you be going for a European team? Do you think, guys, or is it just because of the heat in the where it is? Destin, de- where the destination is. Teams, I think they're excited the most. Yeah, that's where I went from. Yeah. So Same. even if it was in Europe, you'd still go for them. Yeah. Them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stars but there is, there. it's definitely better for them with the heat for oh, sure. And, and it's going to benefit. It's going to help them. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. So, so who's your who's your underdogs? 
Who's who's um, the dark horses? So I went for surprise. I put underdogs as surprise, and I think I mentioned them, but Morocco and Uruguay. I think Uruguay's squad looks yeah. slightly slightly frightening, and I can see Darwin Nunes yeah. hitting the ground running. You've got Valverde, who's arguably been one of the best players in the world this season. You've got Luis yeah. Suarez; it would be his last dance again. Um, Morocco is the other one, and I think yeah. when you look at them, they've got some good players. They have lost um, Harit from Marseille, who got injured. Yeah, at the weekend. Yeah, I don't know if he's necessarily a starter though, Kyle. He's in and out. Yeah, yeah he is good. <clears throat> yeah, he but they've yeah. got so they've got quite a good squad. They've got Hakimi, who's yeah, obviously how good he is. Yes. So. Yeah, so they could be the the dark horses in terms of like they just won three nil three nil today against Georgia. Yeah, they've got the guy from West Ham playing. They've got Bono yeah. playing. It's good. They've got um, yeah, they've got some good players. Yeah. Who else did you say, Kyle? Who was your second one? You agree? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I I don't disagree, Steph. Uh, so I mean, I, until I saw it flash up on my phone this afternoon that he'd been ruled out of the entire tournament. Um, I actually had Senegal because I think they've got a fantastic team. Um, you've got like Mendy, Koulibaly. Obviously, Manny is injured. They've said I think they've they thought he might make some of the some of the World Cup, but now he's out the whole thing. So, um, Idris Agai, saw I think they've got a good good squad. Uh, Senegal, but I also thought Uruguay as well with yeah. just with their forward line really and Valverde. So when we say underdogs, we're not saying they're going to go on and win, right? We're saying they're going to go deeper than expected, as deeper, in quarters. Yeah. Maybe a semi. Maybe a, are we just saying quarters? Maybe, maybe what? like a like a semi. So I'm going to go for two teams. Number one would be would be Canada. They've just beat Japan two one today. They've obviously got if they get if Alfonso Alfonso Davies fit and playing through the middle, they've got a chance. But Kylie, you're right. Morocco is strong. How do you think Croatia are going to do, guys? We know uh, Belgium is strong, but. You don't think Chris, you're going to be good? Cavadio, you've got Modric last dance. Um, yeah. But is Modric in the squad? Perisic, Perisic, Perisic Modric, yeah. these kind of um, guys. Yeah, they're an OG. Cavadio, who was obviously one, one to watch. So you never know, but I just don't think, I think, like, I think, mate, uh, I think Martin, I agree with you. European squads, I think, are going to struggle. I don't think it's a tournament for the, um, the European teams. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in another team that is probably and they're in a very tough group and it was only until I'd seen the group that I started to worry but I'm gonna throw this in I'm gonna name some of the team and I bet you wouldn't even know some of these played for them I'm gonna throw Garner in there can you name me and you probably can I couldn't believe they're starting eleven can you name us some of the Garner players anyone and if you can't don't worry because I couldn't but I've seen the team Thomas Party Tyree yeah. Lamptey yeah. right yeah um. Enarchy Williams is now Ghanaian. Yeah, okay. Spanish, you know him? For Spain. Yeah, okay. You know, they've got Jordan AU, the other AU, Andre yeah. AU. They've got uh, Daniel Amarty from Leicester. They've got Salasu. You know him from Southampton? Yeah. Do you remember them yeah. in 2010? Oh, yeah. They, where they got all the way. Handball. So yes, yeah, yeah. So they've got Mensa, DQ from, from. They've just got like. I'm really shocked when I seen the team Sulemena. I was like, whoa, like it just depends. Sometimes the African teams that come, sometimes they don't have the staffing. And, and what you hear is like they say that they're not professional enough, the staffing and all this stuff, just because they're still building. Yeah. Um, but I think the conquer the 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 
what's the what's the cup that they play called every two African years? Cup Nations. African Cup of Nations. I think that they've really put a lot of work into the teams and making sure that the staffing, the kit, everything has arrived early. So I think they'll turn up professional. So I'm going to throw Ghana in there. Ghana and Canada. Yeah. yeah. Quarterfinals. And I had Denmark as well. I changed them for Canada, but I think Denmark are going to go quarterfinals 100%. 100% with Ericsson there. So, so no. Um, what about um, flops? Players and teams, Kyle? Um, so my flop, I think, is going to be France. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, obviously, there is a World Cup curse where the winner goes out in the group, which has happened the last three, four tournaments. Was it the last six tournaments or something, I think? So it is, yeah. a, it is a curse. Um, Players-wise, I think I think Mbappe isn't going to, again, he didn't do it in the Euros. I don't think he'll live up the, the world-class status that he's got. I don't think... He didn't live up at the Euros. And then the only other player that I wrote down was really was Frankie de Jong. I don't think Holland... I don't think they're going to click Holland. I just don't, I don't know why. I just, they don't excite us as much as Argentina and Brazil, the other teams, like Germany again, who were quite exciting. The weird thing is, though, Kyle, they could, though, couldn't they? Like, yeah. France could go and win this at a can. Oh, they couldn't could, they? yeah. So that's, this, is what we, this is what we just don't know. Like... It's so scary, this World Cup. Usually you're like, yeah, yeah, they're easy. Like, Brazil could easily just have a crap time because the back yeah. four isn't very good. It's such a weird, weird tournament where they've been in the middle of the season. Let's say, who's on form? It's really, it's. I find this really bizarre to talk about because, like, there's so many moving party in Qatar. A, a team's going to get, like, sidetracked with all the crap and the politics that's going on. Like, yeah. You know, people are already coming out and saying some statements like, Loris, I'm not wearing the band. And just like different things are going on behind the scenes. It's such a weird one. Like, is the atmosphere going to be dead flat or is there going to be some kind of weird vuvuzela that's going to like yeah. come in? We just, honestly, it's such an unknown. I've got, can I, can you come to us in the semi final? I'll tell you what, what I'm going to predict. Is, yeah. that, is that all right? <laughs> I'll know more. Steph, so he's got, Kyle's give you his. He's gone France and um, France are going to be a flop. Interesting. For some reason, I feel like even though the last few tournaments they've been heralded and back to do well, I, I'm going to say Belgium. I don't think Belgium. I, I obviously I think I think they'll probably win their group at a counter, but I think I don't think they'll go deep. Yeah, it's their last chance, definitely. isn't it? It's mm. their golden group, isn't it? Definitely with that with that sort of golden yeah, age yeah. group. Well, do you know what? I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to go England, and oh. my flop is going to be Sterling. So players, I'm jumping into players. So I'm going to say England are going to flop. I think they might even finish second in the group. I think they'll get a tough draw in the next round. And I think they'll be out by the quarters minimum. And I think Sterling's going to have a... Not that he's having a good time, but I think he'll start Sterling a lot. Yeah. And I think he's just going to find it difficult. What about you for players that are going to flop? Or players that you're going to watch out for and players that you're going to flop? I don't think Sterling's going to play. Do you know? I, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to start. No. Foden, Saka, Foden. I think it'd be Foden and Saka. I'd be surprised. He loves Sterling in the big tournaments. He's never let him down. I mean, he, he did do well. He did do well last summer. Euros, he's, people were like, he shouldn't start. And he started and scored five goals and he was yeah. loving them. Yeah. I, I, think for me, I, I think for me, for the, for, I mean, I've just kind of gone for goal. But really, I think like Latoro Martinez, I think he could be in with the show again. Oh, will he start as the name? Yeah. I think he's so. He's a land striker. There's lots of young players to watch out for as well, though. Like, I think Musiala, Musiala from Germany. I think Germany might do yeah. all right. You know, I think Germany do right. 
good attack. I think Musiala was my yeah, yeah. watch to throw it so in. Like, you've got Kubo, who's Japanese, plays with Associa, being at Barcelona, Real, Real Madrid. Kubo from Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was you, you've today. got, obviously, you've got our lad, Gorang. You've got him. You never know what he could do for Australia. Could be the difference between them doing well and rubbish. Um, you've got the, the Barcelona duo in midfield for Spain. You've got Gavi and Pedri. So Spain yeah, could do yeah, well. No, got a strong I midfield. And then yeah, no. Holland, um, Holland's got Gakpo, who everyone's after, apparently. Yeah. And Xavi Simmons, who has had a name since he was 13. Who I actually did play against and got Go on, got absolutely battered by, okay, but yeah, he's at PSC now and doing really well. So you never know; this could be his breakout. You, you, there's young players to watch off, and that's what excites me about the World Cup. It's a stage for them to impress. I think Jonathan David kind of could be a one to watch. Yeah, yeah. I do as well. I think he could he could end up getting a move in January to Tottenham or something. Um, I think Spain and Germany are going to be like, yeah. Just saying Brazil because I haven't really done my homework, but I genuinely think them two are going to do really well. I know that's European teams, but I think Spain are more acclimatised to heat. I think Spain are going to be the ones that could could really be the one to watch. Basically, I'm going to name about 10 teams and hopefully you, you, you find a nugget and when it comes back, it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to be honest, this World Cup, I've, got, I've just got no clue, guys. I've got no clue if it's going to be good. I've got no clue if it's going to be terrible. I'm, I'm interested... But I feel like it needs to win us over in the first few games. We need some really good, exciting group games, or I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be bored. And I might even watch Man Hancock in the in the in the jungle. In the jungle. That's how desperate it is. By the way, he's a bad, bad man. Anyway. <laughs> Won't get into that. There's no politics on this. So, uh, so top goal yeah, scorers. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Steph, you're going for Laturo Martinez. I'm gonna mess um, him. Yeah. His tournament. It's gonna be his tournament. Um do you know what, Messi? They're in an easy group, aren't they? They've got a first game against Iraq or something, and people are saying if he gets three, that's probably what you're saying, though. Is, is Messi going to want to share the goals with Martinez, though, is he? Because it can't be both. Is he going to look after yeah. his striker and say, no, no, after you, sir? Yeah, he could do. Well, I'm going to go for... Um, Vinny Jr. is going to be my breakout star. Not breakout, but I think he's going to be... And it's only because one of my academy lads said tonight, he's going to tear it up, Vinny Jr. So I think... Vinicius Jr. is going to be unreal. And I think if Harry Kane had anything about him, I think he should be on four or five goals before he gets to the knockout rounds. So I'm going to say, I don't like saying it. Can I tell I you? Thought you said England, I thought you said England were going to flop. So. Yeah, but he's going to score seven goals by the time he gets to... Oh, bloody hell. So no, I'm a, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Honestly, I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> who's good? Who's good? Messi. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. No, no, no. Mbappe, Mbappe, Mbappe. Giroud, Giroud. Giroud's Portugal, Giroud. Portugal's a funny one. Like Portugal are a funny one. They just won four nil tonight against Nigeria. Four nil. Uh, Ronaldo didn't play though, did he? No, he didn't. No, no. Mm, he's, <laughs> the big elef- he's, he's, he's the big elephant in the room now, isn't he? So uh, he's too busy uh, giving interviews for Morgan, isn't he? Uh, apparently, you went. He was wanting to do it with you, Kyle. But you weren't available. I, I, I did offer. I did say honestly, you can come here and slag off my United because I said I, I'll join you. I, I, honestly, I'll I'll tie your shoelaces as you do it. But no, nah, he wasn't. He didn't, he, didn't though, he didn't take it. I heard you took it, but you weren't available, mate. So um, <laughs> I um, what else, Kyle? I've missed something. Have I missed anything there? No, bro? I don't think you have. I think we've covered. We've covered there. We've covered everything. To be fair, I think. So, I think we can predict. 
so just 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 for that, guys, as you can tell, I've got no clue. I genuinely don't know if this is going to be a legendary World Cup or just one like 2010 that we just want to forget about. My heart's telling us it's going to be a 2010 World Cup. It's going to be one of those that we're just like, that was annoying, and we just move on from it really quickly. Um, but I hope, I hope, because players are in the pump, they're after each other, and it just... It has like a bit of a, an end feel to it, I hope, but I, I don't think, I think I'm going to be wrong on that. But anyway, um, so we have set up a little fantasy league. I don't expect hundreds to be in it. It's just a bit of fun. Um, it's on Twitter. We, we put it on today. I'm sure we'll put it on Instagram as well. So join when you get a chance. You've just got to, it's not an official one. It's like, I think it's, is it an official one? An, an official, unofficial one? It's a World Cup one. Yeah, yeah, it's the one that people are oh, using. Oh, is it a World Cup one? Yeah. It's, it's similar to the fantasy one. You get like a wild card and different things like that. There'll be no um, tips so on me because I'm going to win it. Yeah, well, you need to There'll win something for this. I've won the Euro one. I'm really good at the, these ones, the short ones. And well, mine's... Kyle giving it big lips. Kyle giving it big lips. What's the prize, Kyle? Are you going to give a donate a prize or...? I heard it was a date night with Martin. Steph, is that okay? Oh, yeah. Is that all right, Steph? Hey, by me. Steph wants rid of us anyway, so yeah, no problem. Date night with me. Woo! Yeah. So, so no, does. listen. He, we'll he'll just in. take you to the cinema and pick a film that he wants to see. And, he'll, <laughs> oh, and, and that'll be it. Just because our first date went to see Ted, Ted on the Teddy Bear one back in 2000 and whatever. It was. No, I, I was quite happy to see that. It's all no, the, the, the Lord of the Rings. It's all of the yeah. Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films I've been dragged ah, to. You're right, you're right. We've seen some, well, we've seen some great films, but I would say 80% is mine. Anyway, moving on. Um, so listen, have you say really quickly, Kyle, have you say this week is choose your your World Cup 11 from a different nation. Let's go. Uh, so I've got Ochoa and Net from Mexico. Mm-hmm. I've got Trippier right back from England. I've got Koulibaly centre-back from Senegal. Van Dijk centre-back from Holland, Davies left back from Canada, nice. Bruno CDM from Brazil. We've got Bruno in the middle. De Bruyne attack midfield from Belgium, Valverde mm-hmm. attack midfield from Uruguay, That's Messi good. on the right, Mbappe through the middle, <laughs> and Cristiano Ronaldo on the left. Oh, Ronaldo! Yeah. Right, so, can you beat Ta- Kyle's team? Can you beat? The 11 players that he's got, you've got to choose from different nations. I think we'll get 11 different. I really like this, actually. I'm going to put. I'm going to do this one. I don't think I'll have the same team as you, mind. I think it's really interesting, that one. Ochoa turns into a cat for the World Cup, doesn't he? No, uh, what about Pope, Pope in the middle of our goal? Right. If he plays, hopefully he does. He needs to play like. We'll, we'll debate that another time. But... Pickford's got it. So listen, everyone, it's been a... A World Cup special with a little bit of a review in Newcastle. We're not sure when we'll be on next. We're going to try and get on maybe middle of the World Cup. We'll definitely yeah. have a Christmas special where we can get, have Christmas dinner together and and we'll have a good time. So, Kyle, over to you. What have you got going on? So, I've got a little bit of a surprise for you all. I'm going to show my talents and show, because it's episode 12, I put some effort into this. So, I'm going to read you a poem that I've wrote. All about the World Cup. It's World Cup time. Everyone's filled with delight. Players are in their prime. Things are looking bright. Messi and Ronaldo, it's their last dance. But could the trophy go back to France? Is this the year it finally comes home? While Italy, what's on in Rome? Brazil are exciting. Germany looks frightening. Uruguay are here. What's for the biting? Poland too. There's bound to be some fighting. But nobody knows how this will go. 
That's why it's one of the greatest show. One thing for sure, it's going to be strange, but I hope you're prepared to be amazed. Mic drop. That was unbelievable. See you all later. So, there it is. That is the end of season one of the People's Football Podcast. We really hope you have enjoyed it, and I'm sure you will see us during the World Cup. But if not, we hope you enjoy, and we hope you believe that football is finally going to come home. See you all soon, ready for a new season and some excellent new guests. See you soon. Even though the dancing's done Don't worry cause the night is young Who cares where we go We're ready for the